Hi, I'm Elliot Fishman. This is part two of Cystic Pancreatic Tumors. This will probably be a short recession than the last one. Remember, we spoke last time about cirrhosis adenomas. We mentioned uh, often in the tail of pancreas, septations that were thin, calcifications often were central. We're talking about macrocystic, cirrus uh, tumors, uh, malignant, uh, potential for. Um, you know, nodularity. We talked about how mucinous tumors were more common within women than they were within men. We talked about how the cystic changes were larger. Now let's talk about a tumor we seem to see every day, the introductal papillary mucinous tumor, IPMN. Initially referred to as mucinous-producing pancreatic tumors, they may be an incidental finding or patients can present with symptoms like pancreatitis. Most commonly occur in the head and unsenate process, but can be seen anywhere in the gland. And probably the second most common place beyond the head uncinate is in the uh, tail. The tumors typically, from a CT perspective, you can see a dilated main pancreatic duct or dilated branch vessels. You can see dysmorphic calcifications in the duct. And you can see cystic clusters or grape-like duct clusters. You can see a very nice example here. They often have thin septations, this is in the head of the pancreas, cystic, well-defined. You can see in this example, nice coming off the duct. We talk about central IPMNs, which we're worried about malignancy. We talk about side branch, which are typically going to be benign. 3D rendering very nicely shows you, in this case, the side branch visualization. And here you can see a more central IPMN. The pancreatic duct is bigger, but the central configuration, the central location always bothers me. And those are the ones we have to worry about, having early malignancy or can develop early malignancy. Those are the ones that typically will not be followed conservatively. Those are the ones, as in this case, that's more aggressively managed. Well, you can see this case, look how big the pancreatic duct is. It's a huge pancreatic duct. There's some outpouchings from the duct, but this duct is two centimeters. You see a lesion like this, you have to worry it's pre-malignant, or maybe there's malignancy in there you don't see. But this patient needs a total pancreatectomy. Great visualization on this reconstructed view. No ifs, ands, or buts, coronal perspective, 3D volume perspective, no misunderstanding. Central lesion, out it comes. With IPMNs, the pancreatic duct can be dilated throughout the gland. You can see multiple IPMNs, often multiple small, as in this case, outpouchings. But again, they're side branch outpouchings. So as you look at them, 2D as well as 3D, curved planar reconstructions, these things, again, these are the ones you're going to follow. Again, total pancreatectomy is not a benign process. Making someone a diabetic has all sorts of issues. So we try to manage these more conservatively. On the other hand, as I said, you've got a central lesion. You don't see a mass here, but this is a central IPMN. This is the one you worry about. These are the ones that are aggressively managed. And you can see, look at this one. Look at the size of that duct. There's no gland present. You know, that's not chronic pancreatitis. It could be a central proximal tumor causing obstruction, but you see no mass. What you're really seeing is a humongous, humongous duct. And that's telling me high worry. Patient could have early malignancy. Now, CT is helpful in differentiation of in situ and invasive IPMNs. Classic vascular invasion criteria lead to the overestimation of surgical tumor unresectability in patients with malignant IPMN. So it's a little bit tricky. In terms of imaging, arterial dominant phase CT is useful for detecting invasive carcinomas because they often have some enhancement. 
Venus phase imaging is very nice for looking particularly at smaller cysts. Now, not every cystic lesion is going to be an IPMN. Here's a lesion off the tail of the pancreas. You think about a serous tumor, a mucinous tumor. This was a lymphoepithelial cyst of the pancreas. Very rare tumor. Sometimes they're extremely low density, lower than this. They look like lymph. But again, smooth, well-defined, hanging off the gland. Good example. Other cystic tumors, neuroendocrine tumors, insulinomas, gastrinomas, glucagonomas, non-functioning tumors can be cystic. Non-functioning islet cell tumor, look how large it is here. Yes, it's nodular in a bit, but look how cystic it is. That's not an IPMN. That's not a serous cystadenoma. I guess it could be a mucinous cystadenocarcinoma. That's a neuroendocrine tumor compressing the patient's portal vein. And when you look very carefully, there's also involvement of the portal vein. So think about cystic islet cell tumors. Not very rare. They tend to be more vascular. In younger patients, think about Hamudi tumors or solid papillary epithelial neoplasms. Most common in young women, teens to 20s, may contain calcification. Cystic components may be thick-walled on CT. They make up 1% of neoplasms. Age range 15 to 34 with a mean of 24. They're low-grade malignancies. I've seen them in all parts of the pancreas, though classically more common in the tail of the pancreas. Uh, and again, calcifications are helpful in this situation. Remember we said serous tumors often calcify as well. Um, range of appearances, cystic and solid, lesions may be vascular, um, well-defined. Again, the history is critical. 20-ish-year-old, cystic lesion. Got to be thinking, here it is in sagittal, here it is in axial, here it is in 3D. You got to be thinking in this case, young patient, this is a cystic pancreatic tumor. It got to come out. Think Hamudi tumor. They can be larger. It's interesting, often there's no ductilitation. Large cystic and solid lesion. Go through the reconstructions, septations, no vascular invasion. Look at the septations. These are Hamudi tumors or the solid and cystic papillary neoplasm, these so-called spins. And this one has a few faint calcifications of the upper portion of the lesion. And here it is again. So cystic and solid young patient, more common in blacks than in whites. Another example, beautiful case here. Another case, look at that, septations. Here it's more cystic. Could even think about a cystadenoma that had hemorrhage. But again, think of that possibility, particularly with punctate calcifications, tail of pancreas, cystic and solid mass. Something to think about. Mets can be cystic at times. We think of Mets, I always think about vascular Mets from like um, renal cell carcinoma, for example. Uh, but melanoma can have cystic Mets, lung can have cystic Mets to the pancreas, which can simulate other lesions. With the kidney, is kind of interesting. The lesions occur 10 to 15 years, even 20 years after the primary tumor was resected. The lesions are typically hypervascular, and I'm not going to show you any now, but typically hypervascular, and you'll typically see a nephrectomy. Other things, this is a great case. Look at this low density lesions in the pancreas, but also note the low density lesions in the, in the kidneys. And the spleen's also big and probably has a lesion as well. What can give you that appearance? Low density lesions? Well, this is a case Brooke Jeffrey gave me. This is a patient with AML, acute myelogenous leukemia. So again, low density lesions, you could be thinking of more things 
But again, cystic lesions, you got to think of those big numbers, mucinous tumors, serous tumors, island cell tumors. you got to think of them, think of the appearance, the enhancement, and I think indeed you can be very good at diagnosing them. Certain limitations, early detection of solid components in a cystic lesion can be difficult. The absolute imaging detection of findings that separate benign and malignant cystic tumors do not exist. Sometimes there's just too much overlap. And there is an overlap in the cystic lesions I've shown you. Size-wise, they overlap. Calcifications, they can overlap. In the future, what can we do better? Maybe dual energy will be helpful, looking at mucinous tumors. Perhaps perfusion imaging will be helpful. Perhaps CT will be helpful. But regardless of what becomes helpful, CT is the backbone of looking at tumors of the pancreas that are cystic, differentiation between aggressive tumors and benign tumors, tumors that we can follow versus tumors that need to be resected. That's some of the real strong points of CT. And hopefully, you know a little bit more about cystic tumors than when you started the day. Thanks a lot, and have a terrific day.